Fritz Cast. What's up, people? It is another edition of the Fritz Cast. It's Thursday, October 11th, 2018. And some of you might be out there going, Fritz, did you switch to Thursdays? What's up? Why is this going up a day early? Again, I have another packed Friday coming up. Rather than try to scramble and do what I got to do on a Friday, I've decided to, you know, record it on a Thursday. Why not? Why not do it on a Thursday sometimes? Yeah, I got a lot of I got a lot coming up over the weekend uh, with the, the 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 housing project, the flooring project. Uh, my friend Political Otters were, were were poking fun at me talking about how they should get me on their show and they could talk to me about uh, criminal justice reform because of my correctional experience and flooring. Very funny, guys. Very, very funny. There's a hole in the other bedroom in this house now. Gutted out the, uh, gutted out the entire subflooring to put down. New subflooring to put the, the new vinyl, or not vinyl, what is it? I always screw it up. Laminate. The new laminate floor planks into that bedroom, which is happening over the course of this weekend, and then we're going to tear up the bedroom next weekend and do that, and then the following weekend will probably be the busiest. If this all goes according to plan, of course, nothing ever does. So <laughs> there is that, too. Uh, man, the following weekend should be the what's left of the house, the living room and the dining room combined to do it all over the course of one weekend. Um. That'll be killer when I get to that. But when it's all done, my God, I will be a happy man. But until then, I don't want to hear a thing about flooring or about uh, construction, home projects, nothing. I don't want to hear anything about it. This is one of those things where I knew I knew I had to do it. I knew I had to get it done. Uh, me and my wife both knew that. We, 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 we both knew what we wanted to get done. We were pretty sure we could do it. It became a little overwhelming, but you know what? This is, this is where you learn. And it still has cost me less than just paying out, you know, a private contractor or a company to do it. Uh, so I, I've gained a lot of experience. I have, trust me. As if my job didn't drive me nuts enough, now home life can too. It's awesome. Uh, so with all that coming up, yeah, you get a Thursday edition of the Fritz Cast. Who uh, is it that big of a deal to you? It's a big deal to me that I moved it a day earlier. I move it a day later, but this is just the good approach to take uh, because I didn't take overtime today. I did it Monday and I did it Thursday. Or thir- wow, today is Thursday. I did it Monday and I did it yesterday on Wednesday. See, that that's what happens. You get discombobulated and you lose track of time and you don't even know what's going on. Uh, so, like, over the course of the past week, uh, that has been on my mind. I have gotten the new Assassin's Creed Odyssey game. And, uh, obviously, it's not like I've played through the whole thing. There's a reason... Some people ask me, why don't you review video games and all that? Um... The big reason is that the people who review video games and the people who are so diehard on it, they get those games, they play them within like two or three days. And they spend, you know, eight, nine, ten hours those three days playing straight through those video games. I can't do that. I can't do that. My my high school self, 
could kick my today's self ass. Absolutely. Which shows you how stupid I was in high school, how I didn't really I didn't really click to a lot of the high school subjects. I was really good at history. I was really good in civics. I was really good in economics, surprisingly, even though I'm terrible at any kind of advanced mathematics, period. History, uh, uh, even even English, th- those were things that I excelled in. And I excelled in them with little to no effort. I was mostly bored throughout high school, and going over the top didn't really mean anything to me. Uh, at the time. So I invested my time in, oh, yeah, video games. I remember blowing entire summers playing video games. And I'm not talking PlayStation. I'm talking computer video games. I'm talking like you went online and played um, Star Wars Jedi Knight all summer long. And you met up with hackers and learned how to change the game and crap. That sort of thing. That's why I don't review video games. I don't spend hours upon hours upon hours day in and day out playing them. When God of War came out, which I was hype as crap for. I mean, so much that it's tattooed on my skin. And I have a whole sleeve idea that we're working on. And I'll keep you posted on that on the Twitter and and the other various social media things, but... I was so obsessed with God of War, but it took me weeks to beat it because I would play maybe a day here. Maybe that one day I played it was like three or four hours. But I would play it here, and I would play it there, and I still have to go back and finish. Like, to get 100%, I'd have to go back and play it again. And they have New Game Plus on it, and I'm hype as crap for that, and I'm ready to, to, to get at it and play it again. I, in fact, started it again. But that's how I play video games. And things like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like we got Assassin's Creed Origins. It was the first one that really broke open and is the larger open world vibe for Assassin's Creed. And Origins is all Egyptian-based. It's really cool. I I played it for a little bit, and then I stopped. And I stopped because it was hard for me to get back into. I didn't want to pay attention to it, you know, yada, yada, yada. Assassin's Creed Odyssey previews drop with it being the Roman, you know, mythology. You know, now we're now now we got, you know, Spartans and and cool looking armor and sword fighting and all that. Like, okay. I I was interested. I was drawn in and I got it and I'm already at like level 7 for my character and I'm enjoying playing that game. Uh absolutely. I like the feel of it. Surprise, I'm surprised by that because Origins didn't hook me in enough. And it's got a compelling... I mean, it's got the Egyptian mythology. It's a little bit compelling to play in a video game. But these games are massive. They're huge. The, the amount of time I have to put into playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey is going to be a lot of time. But I enjoy just like booting it up here and booting it up there and playing through. I'm not obsessed to the point where I have to sit there for hours on end trying to level up to, you know, whatever, you know, level 24, level 25, level 97, you know, who who cares? 
I don't care how long it takes me. I just it's whether or not I actually enjoy playing the game or not. And to be honest with you, I mean, I'll probably play it later today. To be honest with you, um, but I'm enjoying that. So if you if you were thinking like you know it was Assassin's Creed, if you liked Origins, if you liked it, even if you if something's were off putting to you with Origins, you might like Odyssey better. I like the combat system in, in Odyssey better. They tweaked it just good enough for me to uh, really enjoy it. And things of that nature. So that's been this past week as well. Um, of course, we could dive into the other subjects that happened this past week. Um, we've had uh, the the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh, and I really, I'm kind of done talking about anything to do with Brett Kavanaugh or the Supreme Court of the United States. I'm tuckered out on that subject. So if you came here looking for more Brett Kavanaugh bullcrap, uh, there's no door for me to show you, but there's a stop button, and you can you can feel free to stop listening right now and walk away. Because, I mean, at least on the subject of Brett Kavanaugh, should he have, shouldn't he have... Brett Kavanaugh hearings, yada, yada, yada. Can't do that. We, 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 we're we talked out on that. What else is there to really talk about at this point? And honestly, in saying that, the thing that I do want to talk about kind of is directly tied not to Brett Kavanaugh himself, not to the whole nomination process, the fiasco that we went f- through for three weeks, over it. It's not directly tied to that, but it 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 kind of is because it it I want to talk about people's reaction. Reaction. Reaction and the actions that people have taken. Basically how we're all acting. Because that is an important subject that I don't think is getting its undue just attention. There may be some stories that haven't been covered so much by the mainstream media. For instance, if you've been online, you've probably seen Portland, Oregon, and uh, I believe it was Portland, Oregon, and how um, a crowd of people more than likely associated with Antifa, uh, we're, we're pretty much controlling traffic in a, in a protest zone. Now I'm going to play some of this audio, and I want you to, uh, I mean, be be cautious, uh, or rather just advisory here. You're going to hear a little bit of cursing and a little bit of other stuff as it plays through this video, and you can go on YouTube, you can go on Twitter, Facebook, what, what have you. You can go on whatever... Source you want, and you can find this stuff, all right? So, I mean, you're going to hear some pretty crazy stuff in this video. Now, these guys are in traffic. These guys are trying to drive. Giant, giant... Groves of people are just running up to cars and telling people where they can go and why. Please turn right for Christ's sake. For Jesus Christ's 
And they're they're acting like the ones that they're acting like they're the entitled right ones here. And the guy that's shouting, by the way, is an old white guy. Now I get what some people are going to say. Some people are going to say, well, why didn't the guy just drive the other way the way that they want him to? Because it's an angry mob of people that are out in the middle of the roadway. And I get what they were. I get what they were doing. They were protesting. It was the anniversary of. of I'll get that. In the, I'll get in that in a minute. But. These people standing in the middle of the road telling people to slow down, because they want to direct traffic the way they want it to go. Now they were uh, they were protesting a police shooting of Patrick Kimmons and reading up on the story of Patrick Kimmons the the, the facts that are known are that uh, Kimmons was shot shortly after 3 a.m. on September 30th um, when Portland Police Bureau said Sergeant Gary Britt and Officer Jeffrey Livingston heard gunshots from inside their vehicles parked near a parking lot at the other end of the lot near to the Southwest 3rd Avenue. There was a fight and a shooting, leaving two men wounded. Police then saw Kimmons turn toward them or head their way holding a gun, or what they believe he was a gun. Um, according to the officer's report, they yelled commands and fired at Kimmons with their handguns, striking him in the upper torso and the leg. Between the sergeant and the officer, 10 to 12 shots were fired, however. Uh, not to pick apart... Not to play Monday morning quarterback, rather. Uh, I'm not going to touch up on those numbers. Um, They're doing forensic analysis on a revolver that was found near Kimmons and four other guns recovered at the scene, but it's suspected that Kimmons shot the two other men at the scene, the sources said, but there's not a lot of details there. There's nothing there to suggest that Kimmons was just roving around with a gun and decided to shoot people. He could have just been a citizen who stumbled across men who were threatening him and had a gun and did what he had to do to protect himself. I mean, that's unknown. That's unknown. And I don't want to spill into something else over the matter at this time with so little facts to actually go off of. But you had a crowd that wanted to protest a police shooting. Fine. Seemed relatively peaceful. Fine. Blocking off traffic illegally and harassing motorists, however, which is a lot of what you heard there. Some of that language, some of that, if, if, 
if you're driving and you come across a big group of people that are surrounding your car, because some of them were approaching cars, well, if a big group approaches your car, what options do you have? You have the option to sit there and hope to God that it's not some angry mob that's going to rip you out of the car and flip your car over and set it on fire. Uh, you can plow through the people. I, I don't suggest, I don't like harming people. Really don't. Don't like that route. Or you can go whatever direction that that crowd of people is telling you to go. But trying to tell me that it's not some kind of angry mob is hard to justify when you watch the videos and you hear the language that people are using. And they're doing it without permit, without warrant. Um, By that I mean like not having a permit to do it. Literally just blocking in the street and the road. I've talked about that from a couple years ago. When you're protesting in the streets and you literally are tying up traffic, tying up other people's lives. There's been people in emergency vehicles who have died because the crowds haven't let emergency vehicles pass through. But it is literally a group of people angry who want everybody and anybody that they can force to listen to them to hear them. And I get that. I get the concept of that. But, as always, in this day and age, things are getting a little dangerous. See, as of late, in this post-Donald Trump president, presidential America, we have had a rise in civil unrest, shall we say. I would say that it's been an increase, not solely just the fact that we're so interconnected with social media and 24-hour news cycles that we get more exposure to it. I think there's been an increase in it. And I think it's because there's this concept or this idea that you, you're not allowed to be civil. That, civ- that civility is a sign of weakness, somehow. Here's, here's a clip from Hillary Clinton, a recent interview at CNN with Hillary Clinton that I want you to listen to. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. But until then, the only thing that the Republicans seem to recognize and respect is strength. And you heard how the Republican members, led by Mitch McConnell, the president, really demeaned the confirmation process, uh, insulted, uh, and attacked not only uh, Dr. Ford, but women who were speaking out. You know, look, I remember Republican operatives shutting down the voting in Florida uh, in 2000. I remember the swift voting of John Kerry. I remember the things that even the Republican Party did uh, to John McCain in 2000. I remember what they did to me for 25 years. The 
falsehoods, the lies, which unfortunately people believe because the Republicans have put a lot of time, money, and effort in promoting them. So when you're dealing with an ideological party that is driven by the lust for power, that is funded by corporate interests who want a government that does its bidding, it's hard. you can be civil, but you can't overcome what they intend to do unless you win elections. Okay, the fact that in that minute and a half clip, at the end she says, you can be civil, but if you want to overcome it, you have to win elections. She started off the statement by saying, you cannot be civil. That's how she started off the statement. And guess what? In this 30-second soundbite world, people tuned out after that. People absolutely tuned out after that. They heard, you cannot be civil. Hillary Clinton said it. Justification. That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. Because not only do you have her saying that, you have people like Eric Holder saying this. Eric Holder, mind you, this is after Hillary Clinton's little clip that I just played. Um, at a recent campaign event, he said this, quote, uh, Michelle Obama always says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No, when they go low, we kick them. That's what this new Democratic Party is about. We're proud as hell to be Democrats. We're going to fight for the ideals of the Democratic Party. But then in true fashion, it says later in the in the article, um, it says, Holder also clarified later in the speech that when he says to kick them, he doesn't mean doing anything inappropriate or illegal. Go back to Hillary Clinton's statement. If we're fortunate enough to win back the House or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. People are going to take away from these messages in which you lash out in the beginning, but then at the end contradict or walk back your statement because you realize it was stupid to make. It's too late. They've already taken the stupid bit that you said in the first part. Okay? You cannot be civil against... You cannot, you cannot be civil against these people. When they go low, we kick them. We fight. It's what we do. Stop it. Stop it. This, this, this generating the idea that civility is weakness. This coming from a Democratic Party who once had this man as president of the United States. This man, who was probably the greatest Democratic president ever, arguably. So let us begin anew, remembering on both sides that civility is not a sign of weakness and sincerity is always subject to proof. Let us never negotiate out of fear but let us never fear to negotiate. Let both sides explore what problems unite us instead of belaboring those problems which divide us. You know, when JFK said that, when, when he said that in his inaugural address, 
when he was sworn in as president of the United States, he was talking as America's leader to America's enemies, to communism, to the Soviet Union. He was talking about the race of nuclear arms and the Cold War. He was talking to bitter enemies of America who were itching to push the nuclear button and set the world on fire. That was JFK to the enemies of America. And it is so bizarre to me that I can play that little clip. I can take it out of him talking to the Soviet Union and just place it right here in America. Cushy, cushy on two pillows. And say, hey. Everybody that's talking about politics right now needs to grow up and get with this. Because we all do. If we don't, like, we can talk about, people can say, and people have brushed me off. I've been brushed off on Twitter a lot about this shit. Facebook. And even in private messages from people who don't want to blast themselves out there. And I'll respect that. There's some people who are like, well, that's not what Hillary Clinton meant, and that's not what Eric Holder meant. Well, it doesn't matter because the initial impact of the words. The initial impact. The choice of words is important, and you can't walk them back once they're said. And I know what people are going to say. People are going to say, well, Donald Trump is president, and he said a lot of stupid shit. Yes, you're right. That's why I never supported him. It's why I never got on the Trump train. It's why I've never been a MAGA guy. I never have been. If you need proof or evidence of it, go back to my 2016 episodes. Or just listen to me talk now, because I've never once. I said I would take the guy at face value. I'd take him issue by issue. I'd call balls and I'd call strikes been following pretty good examples of people in the media who, while not prominent because it's not popular to be somebody that sits in the middle and figures shit out. And I know I'm saying shit a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really... If cussing's not your thing, I'm sorry. That's why I switched the program to explicit a while back. Because I realized that working in a prison and all that has burned into my head just cussing at random. Subconsciously even. I understand about the Trump thing. Trust me, I understand. I get that, that there's that side of the aisle that doesn't want to see him as their president. That doesn't want to concede to the fact that he was elected by our system. That doesn't concede to the fact that nearly half of Americans voted for him. Well, the half that voted anyway. There is always the big chunk of people that just simply do not vote because they do not want to participate in such a system anymore. I get it. But Hillary Clinton, 
isn't helping the cause. Eric Holder isn't helping the cause. This is more divisive political BS. It is. It absolutely is. It's all about... Hillary Clinton can sit there and talk about the Republicans being on a quest for power. You think Democrats aren't? Anybody in that government system that we have now sought power. There's a handful of people that didn't. There's a handful of people in there who are truly principled, get what their job is, and are fighting against the beast that is the United States political system. But the people that constantly, consistently quest for power, consistently seek to be in the spotlight, those people typically aren't the people that you want to support. But my question in all of it is, where is the people standing up, shouting for civility? And if you think that times aren't uncivil, need I remind you of the events that have happened? A riot in Charlottesville in which a woman died because a car plowed through a group of protesters. A Republican baseball game that was shot up by a man who was against Republicans simply for being Republican. You know, a teacher was suspended. I forget what school district. I don't really want to dive into details, but she went on Twitter after the Kavanaugh confirmation and all that and tweeted out, so uh, who's going to take one for the team and kill Kavanaugh? Obviously, it got reported. Obviously, she got suspended from her job. Could she have been joking? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Could she have been joking? I don't know if she could have been joking. She could have been serious for all I know. Because the lines of reality and what is accepted, they're all being blurred. And it's dragging us down. I, I don't know. How about we hear from Rand Paul, who was, you know, attacked by his neighbor? I think it's the same sort of thing as, you know, when Cory Booker says, get up in their face. I don't think either one of them literally want to incite violence. But they have to realize that when they tell people to get up in your face, that there are some crazy, unstable people out there. There are truly people who have anger issues. The guy that shot over 200 rounds from a semi-automatic weapon at us at the ball field was an angry guy. He was the guy that would go down to the city uh, council and yell and scream and get angry and red in the face. He once hit a neighbor with the butt of his gun. He had all of these angry anger issues. But then when people stoke that and say, get up in their face, go to Washington, he showed up at the ball field that day. And as he started shooting at us, he yelled, he yelled, this is for health care. 
And then when they finally uh, were able to kill him, in his pocket was a list of five or six conservative Republicans that he came there intending to kill. So instead of saying, get up in their face, we should say, you know, let's have constructive dialogue. Let's, ha you know, forcefully present our position, you know, in a verbal way, in an intellectual way. That wise words. In another one, he said that there was, uh, he feared that there was going to be a political assassination of some kind. Uh, I argue that we're, we're already past that. We, we've already had it happen. The world is full of irrational people. And this is just all an example of... This comes back to it every time. Everybody's afraid of the government. Everybody's afraid of Donald Trump. Everybody's afraid of the Republicans. Everybody's afraid of the progressives. And what is the best way to quell this fear of all this power? And the answer always seems plainly stupid simple to me. Start constricting the power of your ruling political class. And if people want to argue with me on that, that's fine. That's fine, but we do have a political ruling class. And it doesn't matter whether it's a... a doesn't matter whether they're D's or whether they're R's. Democrats or Republicans. Out of all the legislatures that are there, on both sides of the aisle, there is quite literally a handful. Not dozens. A handful of good, decent people that are, act that are actually in Washington, D.C., fighting to uphold the Constitution of the United States, which they swore to uphold and protect from enemies, foreign and domestic. And by the way, domestic is on its worst behavior right now. Right now. Right now, domestic threats to the Constitution are way off of the Richter scale than any outside force. And if there isn't more evidence than that, I would say the fact that you have Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh right now, when he could have been fought against by both sides equally, just, just merely on his Fourth Amendment NSA loving stance, you could have dug deep into there and found grounds to not place that man on the Supreme Court. His belief in executive power and his belief in programs like the NSA, which authorizes spying on American people, data collection of American people habits without their consent is in fact a violation of the Fourth Amendment, but we're doing it every goddamn day. That's where I'm going to leave you with this week's FritzCast. Civility. Civility. Is civility a sign of weakness? I'm more of the JFK mold of it's not. So when can we all grow up? Or who amongst the different aisles here is going to stand up reach across the aisle, shake hands, and say, I don't agree with everything you're pushing for. 
But we're going to have that out with dialogue and debate. And we're going to boil it back down to the Bill of Rights. Because that's not what we're doing right now. What we're doing right now is we, we have a lot of petty argumentation going on. Because it's midterm election season. And it's time to get winning. To get power. So remember, Hillary Clinton never said be uncivil. She never called for incivility. She just merely said that you cannot be civil. But then she said you can be civil. So she contradicted herself like four fucking times. That's going to do it for me, guys, though. Uh, Please, please, please like, share, and uh, express your thoughts to me and to your friends by clicking the like and or share button. Uh... If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at FritzQS on the Twitter. You're joining a big Twitter movement. I hit over 1776 followers, which makes me America as hell. I am America, and so can you. It's a book by Stephen Colbert. Never read it. Facebook.com slash the FritzCast. Minds.com slash the FritzCast. And FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com. I would chill out my blog, but I haven't blogged in a while. I, I haven't been inspired to write anything just quite yet so uh but it's fritzcast.wordpress.com for my past blogs and 71republic.com my friends at 71 republic who i can contribute to on a very random basis uh sarcasm and liberty on facebook twitter and youtube with their youtube live streams they had one last night did you watch it if you didn't you can go on and watch the archive they had a great conversation about government dependence. Great subject. Go check it out. They're my buddies. All right. And one day, maybe I'll be on a Sarcasm and Liberty live stream. Who knows? And uh, as always, I love you all, and I'll see you all next week.